We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today is the first day of the 2019 session of the Missouri Legislature. In fact, the opening gavel is being sounded right about now. St. Louis Public Radio political reporter Jason Rosenbaum's in Jefferson City, and he joins us now to tell us some of what we might expect during this session. Jason, welcome. Thanks for having me, Don. What are the first orders of business in this new session? Well, first of all, people got to get sworn in first. Like, a lot of senators and reps are, are still technically senators-elect and representatives-elect. So we've got to get through that, that formality first. Not a lot expected in the first couple of days, but um, definitely a lot of different issues on the minds of both Republicans and Democrats here, including whether the state is going to find a funding source for early childhood education, um, whether there will be a new plan for roads and bridges, and whether the initiative petition process and some of the issues that were passed this uh, past election cycle get another look. Well, I read your piece in, online this morning concerning the uh, Amendment 1 and the gerrymandering issue. That's likely to be a big one. I think it's going to be a probably one of the most contentious issues this year and potentially next year. I, I think that from talking with people in and around Jefferson City, it's not really a question of whether uh, the changes to state legislative redistricting will get a, a another vote, but what that particular proposal is going to look like and whether it gets voted uh, on in the legislature and two statewide voters, either in 2019 or 2020. The numbers are not good for proponents of uh, what is widely known as clean Missouri, which provide which gives a lot of the power to draw state house and Senate districts over to a demographer who has to uh, draw districts based uh, largely on competitiveness and partisan fairness. It's a mouthful to even explain it, Don, but it, it's going to be explained and talked about a lot this session and perhaps next session if they don't actually do anything this year. Have you been hearing much discussion over the fact that this this amendment one was just approved by the voters? The voters have had their say on this. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a main talking point to preserve amendment one. The voters not only voted for this, but they voted for it by over 60 percent of the vote. Um, I think that especially if the legislature puts something on the ballot, proponents of this new state legislative redistricting system are just going to chide whatever they put on as kind of the politicians trying to police themselves. On the other hand, you know, members of both political parties have pretty severe misgivings about this new system. Obviously, Republicans don't like it because they see this as a method to chip away at their supermajorities in the House and Senate. But a lot of African-American Democrats are fearful that it will dilute African-American majority districts, even though there's language in Amendment 1 aimed at protecting that. So, again, because Republicans hold such commanding majorities and because there may be Democrats that end up joining in on this effort, I think it's an inevitability that the new redistricting system will get another vote in 2020, whether it actually gets repealed or altered. That's going to be up to statewide voters. Well, the voters also had their say on a fuel tax uh, last November, and this might be something that uh, the legislators could uh, be taking on as well. 
I, I think so, but whether it's another fuel tax again really is kind of murky right now. Uh, voters rejected the, the gas tax increase last year, and they rejected a sales tax increase four years ago. So the question is not whether uh, roads need more money. They clearly do. It's just how you pay for it. And I think that's going to be a major challenge going forward for this legislature, especially if they can try to find a plan that is not cannot necessarily be chided as a, an out-and-out -out tax increase. How about an Internet uh, sales tax? Is that likely to come up uh, as well? I think so, because Governor Mike Parson um, has told other news outlets he supports taxing out-of-state online retailers um, for their sales tax. I, I think it's going to be controversial, obviously. A lot of uh, major online retailers will probably push back against that. And there also may be people who uh, don't inherently like the idea of, of raising taxes in order to get uh, certain services. But if you want to get something like expanded pre, pre, pre-K, for example, you're going to need to find a dedicated revenue Welcome source. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today is the first to, day of the 2019 really session of the Missouri Legislature. That was one of the potential funding sources that Governor Parson told me and welcome back as we continue our conversation on the side what hustle. What is the influence of our new governor likely to be on this session? I think it's going to be pretty major because oh, okay. a lot of the things that he's been talking about. Welcome uh, to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. And also We're going to be talking today about the for, side hustle. Uh, K through 12 or workforce development, I think are bipartisan issues and people here genuinely want to get something done on that. The devil's really in the details there. And oftentimes following through on some of these goals costs money and the Republican supermajority has often been loath to find ways to raise taxes or fees to pay for some of these initiatives. So he'll have an influence on, on some of the major hot button issues, but oftentimes the legislature kind of does its own thing and kind of has their own agenda and it'll remain to be seen whether the, the, the interests of the legislature and the executive correspond well with each other or clash with each other. Another issue, Jason, that is getting a lot of buzz here and in other parts of the country is legalization of recreational marijuana. Uh, how does that look? Not particularly good here. Missouri just legalized medical marijuana, and it's going to take about a year or so to actually set that program up. Um, there are obviously a lot of revenue opportunities when you legalize it from a recreational standpoint. I could see just potentially hundreds of millions of dollars. And I'm, I'm obviously being kind of roughly estimating there just off taxes alone off that. But I, I think that there's still an aversion in Missouri to legalizing marijuana for recreational use. You probably won't have that aversion in Illinois uh, because that's, that seems like an inevitability. So whether that influences Missouri legislators to eventually follow suit I guess we'll just have to see. I've been, I think I've been saying we'll just have to see like a hundred times during this conversation, Don, but oftentimes it's difficult to predict what's going to come out in May on the first day of session. And none of us has a crystal ball. No question about that. I wish I did. Yeah, I do too. I don't. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to mention uh, as the session gets underway? I think this hit really is an opportunity for a, a legislative session that centers around policy, which sounds kind of backwards in many respects, but oftentimes a lot of these legislative sessions have really overt political overtones to them. Like, I think because Governor Parson's real 
only real aspiration is to win a full term as governor and not be president of the United States. It gives him more latitude to actually put forth potentially controversial policy proposals that maybe someone like Eric Greitens or even Jane Nixon may have been hesitant to do. Um, and because Mike Parson has commanding Republican majorities at his disposal, he may be able to accomplish a lot um, and, and actually follow through on some of the Republican priorities that Eric Greitens obviously couldn't for reasons we don't need to delve into right now. Well, we'll see over the next couple of months how all that works out. Jason Rosenbaum, thanks so much for being with us, and uh, we'll see you back here one day soon, I hope. Soon, soon, Don. You'll see me soon. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.